Welcome to my podcast, Midlife with Courage, where my goal is to inspire you, a woman who wants to step outside of her comfort zone and live an amazing life. I'm Kim Benoy. I'll share my experiences, stories, and interviews with other amazing women that are meant to help you take those first steps towards something fantastic. So let's not wait another minute to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Midlife with Courage. I'm Kim Benoit, your host. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm also very happy to have my guest here today. Her name is Mary Beth Bowles. Welcome to the podcast, Mary. Hello, I'm excited to be here. Mary Beth is a transformation coach and an EFT practitioner. She's a wife and a mom, and we're going to talk about her story here in a minute. But why don't you just introduce yourself first, Mary Beth, and tell us where in the world are you and what are you doing right now? Okay. Hello, I live in Hudson, Wisconsin. I was um, raised in St. Paul, Minnesota, and my husband is from Woodbury. And um, we just live on this beautiful border town of Minnesota and Wisconsin. And just love it here. I have two grown boys, um, ages almost 28 and almost 23. My oldest is married and lives in Wausau, Wisconsin. And he and his lovely wife have a beautiful uh, three-year-old daughter who I love to do FaceTime videos with and see what she's up to. My youngest is um, out of college uh, about a year now and working full-time in finance uh, at a place close by. So he's still currently living at home and saving up to buy a house and move out on his own. So let's let's talk about your story. I like to feature women on this podcast who have stories to help inspire other women. And yours is a story where you kind of grew up feeling shame and unworthy. So let's talk about that and tell us why you felt that way. Okay. Well, I've always played small. I've always been quiet and reticent and um, observing my life, but always kind of playing small. And I decided when I was quite young that I needed to be a good girl. And I think the reason for that is that I'm adopted. And I was aware that there was something kind of different about that or different about me because I was adopted that was unique and different. And I was ultimately afraid that if I, it was a survival story. If I wasn't a good little girl, I might be sent back. I might be out on the street and back in an orphanage. And, and ultimately that led, you know, a few steps down to, I'm going to die. I mean, it was so, it was so critical to um, be, in this family and be taken care of. And I didn't want to feel lonely and afraid again. Can I ask how old you were when you had those feelings? Yeah, I, um, it seems like forever. It it seems like for as long as I know. Um, I think that I um, knew very young that it was scary and lonely to be um, taken from my birth mother. And I felt very, um, very much on my own. And um, 
I once did a visualization where I could see myself and feel myself in the room after birth. And I could see my birth mother like over there and nurses um, around, but not really attending to me. And I was, I felt like I was on a cold metal place where they were holding me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was mad that I was all by myself and I was lonely and very scared and um, just felt that sadness of not being taken care of. And I think I remember that. And I don't know if that's an actual real thing, but in this visualization, it was um, kind of taking me back into a place that felt real. And so um, that kind of stored in my subconscious. And, um, and that I think is why I wanted to be safe and I wanted to be secure. And that meant, well, I better behave. I better be a good girl or I might be back in that place. And so it was doing everything I could to be, to avoid being back in that place. Wow. That, that is such a strong visual that I'm getting from that. And I can see where that would be such a strong impulse to be good because you did not want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So that kind of brings, I mean, that kind of affects your whole life. Was that all within yourself or were other, like, I'm sure your parents, if they adopted you, they were, you know, loving and caring and they wanted you. So Mm -hmm. that wasn't coming Mm -hmm. from them though, right? No, I think it was coming completely from me. Um, That's what kind of later I realized as an adult, I was um, running into a wall of some sort and I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, I had my adoptive family that was loving and, you know, provided a good home and education for me. I had, um, at this point when I was starting to look at this more closely, I was married and had kids and had a, had a good family situation and I had skills and talents of my own, but I couldn't seem to get where I wanted to go. I would go after job opportunities and they just wouldn't happen. And, um, and I just was wondering what I did. I had this strong visual of a wall I was running into. What is this wall? And um, ultimately came to realize that it was shame. And it was my own, my own block. I had an energy block in me that just said, you're not worthy of that. And ugh, it just... Um, it just was such a big force in my life. And when I was 31 years old, I was considering finding out more about my birth family. I was somewhat interested in some medical information and just kind of just kind of playing around with the idea of, of searching for them. So I contacted the agency that I was adopted from and said, hey, you know, I may be interested in this. What does that entail? And they said, well, first we'll give you information from your file, you know, when the adoption was completed or anything that's been updated since then. 
in that if they've provided anything that could include medical information, whatnot. So I said, sure, let's start there. So I got a letter in the mail um, describing my birth mother and her parents and her siblings, um, what she was up to in her life and um, found out that I was conceived in incest. And that was a piece of a puzzle that kind of confirmed what I think I already knew. And um, like I knew that she had been likely sent away to another part of the country to have me. And the adoption was all arranged here. So I could see on my birth certificate where I was born, but I could see that actually everything was sort of arranged here. So I always had a question about why did that happen? And so that, again, was part of the puzzle that started to make sense. And the other piece that made sense was that I just think shame was part of me from the very beginning. And I think I absorbed that in the womb. I think I could feel the shame of the circumstances um, or maybe absorbing some of her shame, uh, my birth mother's shame, um, because I'm a sensitive person and I'm an empath. And so I think that kind of started there and has been with me ever since. And that was the wall I was running into. And so I got interested in unpacking all that and it took a long time took lots of reading lots of counseling and um i found some energy work um by doing a, a workshop in the summer of 2019 i got really curious about energy work and attended a summit for five days of all these different modalities of energy healing um and as a result of that, um, started following someone who was actually emceeing that summit and through an email kind of followed the breadcrumbs to um, <laughs> take a, a challenge that she was holding. And um, in that process that she used, uh, something started moving, something started happening. Um, she was doing a uh, EFT tapping process and um, tapping into early memories. And that is where I got that visualization of myself in shortly after birth in the hospital and feeling lonely and, and just really feeling like, okay, this is something's happening here. We were doing this process on a zoom, you know, on a, either a zoom or recorded audio call and I'm, I've got tears running down my face and I am just finding out like, this is, this is truth. This is, this is what's been kind of stuck in me. Yeah. Um, and I just found it to be super powerful. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, how strong are you <laughs> to have lived with that? You're pretty much your whole life up until just a few years ago. And then you find out that information and why you've been feeling so blocked. And it, it, I just, the, it's like almost baggage that you were carrying forever. 
And, yeah. and wow, I mean, that's amazing. I, I mean, that, that to me is amazing, like how strong you were to carry that for so long. And so then how you must have felt when you started that tapping process and having to kind of, is it letting go of it kind of, or what, what is it? Like, how would you yeah, describe it's, it? It's voicing and honoring it for the first time, saying it out loud. Um, there's, there's a couple of different components that happen with tapping. There's a physical component, like you're actually using um, motion on meridian points in your body that are acupressure points. Um, there's a cognitive piece to it. So you're using your brain and your words to kind of speak to it and address it. And then there's something that happens in your energy system. I described it at one point as a big ball stuck in my body, like a tarry, sticky, icky, heavy ball that I was carrying around and it was stuck in my body. And doing this process kind of untangled that whole ball and freed up energy. And things started to feel like they were flowing the way they're supposed to, just internally and energy wise. Mm -hmm. And um, it was it was powerful and amazing and, and life changing for me. Oh, I bet. I just I feel I, just hearing you talk. I feel like myself. I feel freer for you. Like oh. that must be amazing for you to feel all that. Um, it really yeah. is. So, oh my gosh. So you learned how to do that yourself for yourself. And then is that kind of where you thought, well, I want to help other women do this too, or? Yes, definitely. So from that, it was a three-day challenge, I think that I started with and then um, bought an online course and went through that. And there was even more change and letting go happening in that. And um, of course, started following everything that she was offering. And she opened up a coach certification program to learn this technique, um, to be able to coach others through the process. And I, I just knew that I wanted to do that. I had this strong feeling of, I can help other people with this. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I, I love to help others. And this just seemed like a really concrete way to, um, learn something that I could actually share with other people. Oh, that's amazing. Cause you, were in a business before this, you had a pizza franchise with your husband and you, you guys went through some yes. changes there. And so this is yes. kind of a change for you career-wise too. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. That was an interesting um, story as well. So in uh, 9-11, uh, my, my husband, who is a pilot, saw the news of the, um, airplanes crashing into the World Trade Center and all of the events of that day and knew that his career was probably going to be cut short very quickly. And he immediately started looking into uh, another career. What are we going to do next? And his family specifically has background in business and, and um, franchises and things like that. And so we got interested in Papa Murphy's Take and Bake Pizza. <laughs> we were big fans as customers and we got curious about maybe that can be something we do. So he researched it and contacted corporate Papa Murphy's and they said, well, that's, you know, not possible right now because any new development is already claimed by current owners. If you'd like to move to Janesville or 
somewhere else, we have opportunities for you, but not right where you are. So back to the drawing board, um, but still keeping that, you know, kind of open, like, well, let's just see what, you know, if anything comes up. So within days or weeks, there was a, a store location, an existing store, suddenly for sale. That happened to be one of the closest locations to where we lived. And um, long story short, we bought that location. By February, um, my husband had gone through owner training and management training, and and we took ownership of a store a couple of days before Valentine's Day in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and Valentine's Day just happens to be one of the busiest days of the year. <laughs> they have those heart-shaped pizzas. Yes. I think we get those pizza. every year. Yeah. <laughs> So we had to get up and running very quickly. <laughs> we had a lot of wonderful help from from corporate, and um, we um, got going in our new in our new venture. A um, couple months later, we were buying another location. Two years later, we bought two more locations, and we suddenly were deep into into business ownership. Um, awesome. Built a store, sold a store. It just went back and forth, but. Um, in the meantime, my husband was able to go back to his flying career and uh, go back to what he loves, um, flying airplanes and um, and continuing to run a business, which was a lot. It yeah. was really a lot. But we got an opportunity um, in discussing opening another location. Um, my husband said, well, you wouldn't want to just buy our stores from us, would you? And they actually were interested in doing that. And so we made a deal with them to buy the stores back from us. So corporate bought the stores back from us. And um, we were able to, you know, sign a deal, hand over the keys and and walk away. And, Mm -hmm. and things were secure again with flying. And we just had a great experience doing that uh, for 11 years. Wow. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, great, great experience. Awesome. Yeah. From, from pilot to pizza to back to pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. awesome. I love that story. Um, so tell us, we'll go back to you. <laughs> how do you help other women now? You know, you want to take your own experience and help other women. How do, how do you do that? Well, I like to help people figure out what's blocking them. You know, I mentioned this big block that I had, the wall in my life. And I think we have, um, lots of people have blocks that keep them from living their best life that can show up in like roles that we play, the expectations of us and and kind of conforming, I guess, to those things. Um, it can show up in not knowing yourself in knowing what you what interests you or or being able to go after things that you want to do. And there are other things like procrastination, uncertainty, self-doubt, lacking purpose or joy, overdoing or overindulging, um, like trying to take on too many things that you can't um, get everything done and start feeling bad about your life (laughs) overindulging that can be you know overeating 
over shopping, um, any overs that you're trying to soothe something. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> always striving, you know, always, always trying to get somewhere, but you never seem to get there. It's a sign that something might be in the way. Um, and any feelings of not good enough, like there's something wrong with me or I'm not good enough. Those are all kind of signs that there might be a block in your way. And I love to dig into those things. I love to identify them. I kind of have a superpower of seeing underneath what you're telling me is happening and knowing the code. I have a code <laughs> of what, <laughs> what to um, kind of diagnose or uh, assess um, underneath what those symptoms are in your life. Okay. And then you help them get unblocked, which if you know what's yes. blocking you, then of course you can know how to get unblocked. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. So you have a website, which we I now do. know is hey, it's open and ready to go. So tell us where we could find you if, if someone's interested in learning more, or maybe they're not sure if they have a block or what's happening. Um, how can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at 1010transformations.com. It's 1010transformations.com. Okay. Um, that is my website in the same um, page on Instagram and Facebook. We'll yeah. put those links in the show notes so that people can find you more easily. What's the 1010 all about? It's based on a Bible verse. And uh -huh. the Bible verse says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, or destroy. But I came that they may have life, have it in abundance to the full, to the point of overflowing. And that was a beautiful verse for me when I was realizing I didn't have to carry this stuff around anymore and that we're supposed to enjoy our life. We're not supposed to just soldier on and just be in survival mode. The thief killing, stealing, and destroying is all of those negative messages that we have about ourselves, whether they were put onto us by someone or something else or just something that we criticize about ourselves um those messages aren't supposed to be there they do kill and destroy and steal our joy in our life and so i love to help people rediscover what that is and get back to their true authentic self um the true authentic self is the one where we really are enjoying life and feeling full and authentic and real doing the things we love to do I love that message. That's wonderful. Um, thank you for sharing that. Sure. So, and and whether you believe in the Bible or not, I still think the message is the same. There's a true message about ourselves that is what we were created with, what we were brought here with. And um, there's also purpose in our life that we are meant to find and, and achieve. And the other stuff is lies. The other stuff are limiting beliefs and holding us back. And so um, if a Bible verse turns you off, I, I encourage you to, to kind of strip it down. And, and the meaning is, is basically the same. Wonderful. I usually ask for one little tip before we go, but I think we just had it. I think that was wonderful. <laughs> you just <laughs> said, so unless there is one more thing that you want to share with us, is there any little tidbit or nugget you want to share? I think it would be to get get curious about 
any block you may have. If you recognize yourself in any of those things that I listed, you know, procrastination or overgiving or overdoing, um, stress, anxiety, anything that you can identify with that we've talked about here, get curious about what that is and, um, and start to think about what it could be like without those things or that thing. And feel free to give me a call. We can do a free discovery call and talk about that. And um, I'd be happy to help give some clarity around that. And if it does seem like we could work together, I'd be happy to, to schedule some sessions together and see if we can, can dig into all of that and create a new vision for you. Wonderful. Mary Beth, thank you so much for sharing your story and for helping other women and men to get rid of those blocks and, and create a new life for themselves. So thank you so much. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to Midlife with Courage, and I hope that you've been inspired and motivated to live your amazing life. I'm Kim Benoy, and I want you to live every moment. For more inspiration and motivation, check out my website, www.midlifewithcourage.com. You can read more about my story and find links to more great information. Take care of your beautiful self, and I'll talk to you soon.